Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 48, Gaining by Losing. Learning consists in daily accumulating. The practice of Tao consists in daily diminishing. Keep on diminishing and diminishing until you reach the state of non-action. Do nothing and find that nothing is left undone. To win the world, the sage must renounce all. If one still has private ends to serve, one will never be able to win the world. That's verse 48 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by John C.H. Wu. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. The first part talks about knowledge and its opposite which is knowing, and part two talks about the sage, only we can see the sage as us and the world as our lives. Okay, so part one. We're saying that learning consists of accumulating and the practice of Tao consists in diminishing. Learning consists in adding and the practice of Tao consists of like subtracting. And we could also say that learning consists of incremental progress while uh, the practice of Tao leads to eventual losing, just losing and losing. <laughs> That's the part that tickles my brain. Okay, so yes, when, so, you know, so like this application of learning is basically I'm just adding capabilities to myself right adding new things like any video game any kind of like new skill that we're learning 
Any of that is just adding things to ourselves, right? And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, and I don't think Lao Tzu means to say that. I think he means that the importance that we place on that is what causes us to accumulate toxic stuff, right? So as we practice the Tao, we keep losing our ambitions, losing our desires. And these are all selfish ambitions, selfish desires, things that we think are going to make us happy when in fact they don't. They just prolong uh, our growth. So I feel like part one talks basically calls us to remember, hey, learning is great, but don't think it's too important because actually losing things is more important. You know, losing those those destructive habits, losing those destructive thought patterns, that is what actually keeps us going and keeps us growing. Very dull. I love it. Okay. Uh, now, part two um, talks about to win the world, the sage must renounce all. And if one still has private ends to serve, one will never be able to win the world. And other translations... Oh, I don't know. Like my favorite one, Lin Yu Tang. They talk. About, <laughs> he talks about um, uh, conquering the world, and like the sage conquers. I think he he basically says the sage conquers the world without doing anything. And okay, of course we've it's Wu Wei, right? Um, that that concept of doing nothing. But the thing that he says that adds to that is that. If somebody wants to start conquering the world, they've already lost it. And so we kind of see that resonant in this translation. If one still has private ends to serve, one will never be able to win the world. So I think what we're getting at here is that by losing ambitions, losing desires, we are in a position to be able to use the Tao to make things, to create things, to do beautiful things. If we use our ambitions to go around and try to fulfill them, you know, our selfish ambitions, if we try to fulfill those, then basically we're, we're left with just uphill struggle like the whole way. And you know, Hey, it's, it's our choice. We can do that. And that's fine. You know, the Tao doesn't care if, if we decide to make life harder for ourselves. Um, it's it's us. We're the ones making the choice. So, you know, I I think the second part just boils down to this. It's like when you want to change things, when you want to do, you know, like you have these wants and desires and ambitions to like make a particular condition true in your life. Like the act of desiring and wanting and trying to go after it doesn't always work. Sometimes letting it go and allowing it to come is the better answer. Okay, so those are those two parts. To wrap it up, let's remember that verse 48 has two parts. Part one talks about knowledge and its opposite, or knowing, which is to say that adding to my knowledge is accumulating daily, but practicing the down means losing the importance of that and actually starting to know things right and then part two talks about the sage being us and the world as being our life at least in this verse that to conquer the world we must do nothing (laughs) 
Okay. So let's put that back together. I will read verse 48 again. Learning consists of daily accumulating. The practice of Tao consists of daily diminishing. Keep on diminishing and diminishing until you reach the state of non-action. Do nothing and find that nothing is left undone. To win the world, the sage must renounce all. If one still has private ends to serve, one will never be able to win the world. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering gaining by losing. There are two. One is losing to enlighten. And number two is conquering the world. Losing to enlighten. I grew up and learned things for life in a Western school system. Kindergarten, then grade one, two, and so on till I reached high school. I was in the Boy Scouts. I started at the beginning rank and ended after achievements at a much higher rank. I went to college for four years, each year moving up in scholastic achievement. I joined the U.S. Army. I started at one rank. A couple of years would pass, and then I would gain the next rank. I start with one thing that makes money in business, and I build on that to get to the next level. In kindergarten and grade school, I learned things about the world and added my perceptions in to create a system of beliefs or little subconscious programs that ran in the background while I figured out more stuff. I learned that perhaps being myself wasn't okay. I learned that the adults and my peers were quick to anger and would sometimes just blow up at me. <laughs> Later in high school, I believed I was alone, save for a few friends. In college and, and the army, I learned that life was better by myself since I didn't fit in anyway. And as a civilian, I believed that I was responsible for myself. I believed that it was my spouse's job to show me I was okay. And I believed that everyone else around me had a hidden agenda. <laughs> so yeah... <laughs> As I was progressing through life, I was attaining higher rank, more knowledge, more capabilities. Just like you, I bet. We were, or are, students of knowledge. But along with that came other things that snuck into my psyche. False, limiting beliefs that became my reality and led to some painful times in my life. When I became tired of them and saw that others didn't have the same issues and that some people found a way around, through, or over them. I thought, I want that too. There's got to be a better way for me to do that. And, indeed, there was. Slow at first, I eventually started understanding that I was the cause of my own pain. And once I got better at looking at me as the cause, the more I was able to identify, examine, and set aside those destructive thought patterns. And once I became practiced at that, the Tao Te Ching began to resonate with me. I found this verse to be reflective of my journey. As a student of the Tao, I have indeed lost much. I lost the importance I placed on ambition. 
I lost the importance I placed on power and wealth. I lost the importance of thinking that others are responsible for my emotional well-being. I lost guilt. I lost anger. I lost habits that just weren't good for me. As Lao Tzu puts it, I kept losing and losing. A big old smile on my face every time I lost something new. I've come to realize that the more <laughs> the more I lose, the better I feel. And why is that? Well, I don't have any knowledge of that. <laughs> but here's what I know to be true for me. Underneath all those important things I think, underneath all those ambitions, desires, needs to reaffirm my identity, needs to be right, needs to be understood, underneath all those false limiting beliefs that I myself created, is the beautiful, pure expression of the Tao that is the true me. The true me, like the true you, radiates joy. The true us care deeply for others. The true us are beings set up to love, to help, to embrace, to feel, and to create, and to make loving, compassionate impacts on our physical and social environments. So what is enlightenment other than the literal process of making oneself lighter by removing step-by-step, stone-by-stone, those weights that we initially create and then carry with us? I can analyze how that happened for me, but true to the system of knowledge building, that will only familiarize myself with the problems. And perhaps that's useful in some cases. For me, I've noticed that the practice of identifying and letting go of those beliefs, then replacing them with lessons from the Tao, is what actually removed those things that are weighing me down. So, in the first part of this verse, I feel like Lao Tzu is encouraging us to use the principles of the Tao to keep losing those parts of us that weigh us down. Is he making a judgment on adding to our intellectual repertoire? I don't think so. I think he's encouraging us to use our brains, but without the belief that knowledge is the end-all be-all. Lose the importance of knowledge, he says, so that you can unearth that beautiful being that is you, that is already there, waiting to come out and shine its love and light onto the world. Conquering the world. Okay, so wait. If I follow the Tao, I'll lose everything. And if I lose everything, nothing will be undone. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I feel like I understand those who laugh at the Tao right now. Remember those people we talked about in verse 41? I can imagine a wide range of emotional reactions to the uninitiated. Anger, thinking I'm crazy for saying this. Incredulous laughter. Because thinking about it, this statement runs counter to anything we've ever been taught through school, through history, through business, through a lot, except perhaps spiritual matters. But what is Lao Tzu really saying here? Well, I feel like he's getting at losing our selfish desires. In following and practicing the principles of the Tao, I naturally start leaving behind those aspects of my ego that are self-serving. And when I do that, I emulate the Tao, which, as we know, does nothing and accomplishes everything. <laughs> I 
So now that we see this in a different light, let's look at the next lines, where Lao Tzu is talking about conquering the world. While this verse may have been directed at the sage, I feel like we can substitute the head of state for our conscious awareness and our bodies or lives as the world. That's not too far of a stretch, is it? Okay, and so doesn't this apply directly to life or habit change? Specifically, I'm talking about exercising willpower, discipline, and stopping doing that which keeps us unhealthy. Have you ever tried not to do something? Like not eat so much, not drink so much, not smoke so much, not stir up as much drama, not feel so anxious all the time, not think about stuff? (laughs) I've tried not doing all of these things, and when I look at them as things that I shouldn't do, I have experienced wanting to do them even more. What a sick joke. If this has been your experience too, I'd like to ask, the fact that we have these experiences, does that make us constitutionally weak? For a long time, I thought that the answer was yes. But then I realized that maybe I was going about conquering the world in the wrong way. And I tried another method, which to date has helped me make steps towards lasting change in my life. So no, I'm not weak. Remember how we strung together the concepts of the previous verses in order to use the Tao? Well, I feel like those same principles can be applied here as well. If we concentrate on appreciating things, allowing things, and abandoning our desires, I think we'll find that those changes we want to implement in our lives will happen largely of themselves. Let's walk through an example. Now, before we do, and at this point, I should mention that if you are struggling with a damaging habit or addiction or alcoholism, this method will not work by itself. If you do suspect that you have one of those things, I encourage you to seek the nearest or most accessible 12-step program or even consider a rehabilitation program or talk to a doctor. I also don't recommend relying on this method for help in fixing a marriage or treating a mental illness. There are doctors and therapists, orders of magnitude, more qualified than I, and they're the ones to seek out if you're experiencing these things. I'm just talking about the little things here. So, this is an example of how I can stop causing some degree of drama in my relationships. Let's say my spouse and I just can't communicate about a certain issue. She sees things one way and I see things another. We've agreed to disagree, and that's fine except when we need to act as a team. I ask myself, how can I appreciate her? How can I appreciate her viewpoint? And at this point, I start to feel a little resistance, like, no. (laughs) I don't want to give in. No. (laughs) But let's say that I can set that aside for a moment. I can remember that I love the way her brain works. It's very pragmatic. And even though I don't agree with her philosophy, I can appreciate how she sees things. Okay, so now, what if I just allowed her to have her philosophy? Even if I don't think it's right. I can ask myself, who am I 
to disallow her to think differently than she does? And do I even get a vote? I mean, realistically, could I even change her if I wanted to? And of course, the answer is no. (laughs) So then I can ask again, could I just allow her to be who she is? And in that moment, I may look at myself and ask, what are my desires here? What's my ambition? Is it perhaps that my ambition conflicts with a philosophy of hers? Could it run that deep or is the way I'm communicating that ambition not coming across accurately? Could it be that my spouse, whom I trust and loves me dearly and supports me as best she can, could it be that she would be glad to support me despite our difference in opinion? In this case, I want to ask myself if I can abandon my desire to be right in exchange for an answer to the real question, will you please help me achieve X, Y, or Z in our lives? If I can work through this, and yes, it takes practice, then I may find that by doing nothing, I listen to my spouse, I appreciate her, I ask her the right question, and I get help with what I need. Appreciation sets aside my ego's desire to be right. Allowing her to be as she is dissolves my resistance to her being my supportive partner. And setting aside my ego's desire to be right helps me to get to the bottom of the issue, which is that I just need help with something I can ask my partner to provide, if she can. So did I just conquer the world? Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. By doing nothing, I obtained that which I needed in the first place, help from my partner. Now, when looking at habit change, the same thing can apply, though I've found that it takes some more patience and more consistency because we're dealing with ourselves and accepting ourselves (laughs) rather than somebody else. (laughs) When I decide to stop doing something, I am attempting to conquer the world by action, which is why I often fail. But... When I apply the principles of appreciation, allowance, and abandoning desire, I am opening myself up to let the Tao do its work within me. Just to be clear, I'm not saying that doing nothing for habit change means continuing to do it and hoping someday my bad habits will go away. What I am saying is that I must actively practice the doing nothing principles. And... When I do, I tend to find that habit change or conquering my world or leaving less drama in my relationships comes a lot easier. So that'll wrap things up. To summarize my experience with this verse today and considering gaining by losing, I thought about two things. The first thing I thought about was losing to enlighten. And the second thing I thought about was conquering the world. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of gaining by losing in this verse today. There are three things we can do. We can appreciate, we can allow, and we can abandon. In practicing this verse with you this week, I lost something that seemed very precious to me. In my daily meditations, I noticed I was having trouble concentrating. My thoughts were at a special volume, and there were a lot of them that were just all over the place. 
After pausing and asking for guidance, I received the thought and realization that I was experiencing anxiety and obsession with a couple ideas. I thanked the Tao for showing me, and then it took two days, but I left those fears and anxieties behind. I had been teaching a group of 15 or so students in another area of my life and at all different skill levels. And I realized I didn't know exactly how to structure the content for my audience so that everyone could benefit. I found myself afraid that I wasn't going to deliver. I lost this anxiety by looking at the reason I felt this was so important. Yes, there was my desire to help others and to be of service for sure. But underneath all of that, lurking in the shadows, was a part of me that wanted prestige for being able to do the impossible. He was there, hiding, looking at me with those deep yellow eyes. So, (laughs) I realized my mistake, which was that I was assuming that I had any control over the outcome of the class. And in so doing, that little gremlin sulked off, leaving me to concentrate on my work. In meditation, thereafter, my thoughts weren't as loud, and there weren't as many of them. I received a little bit of peace. So in applying this and the previous versus principles, here's what that looked like. First, I appreciated that I was able to recognize through meditation that something was off. The second thing is, I allowed the condition to exist. The third is, I stopped desiring to do something about it, and I asked the Tao for assistance. When I received my answer, I thanked the Tao and appreciation and went to work. I sat with my anxiety for a bit and allowed it to come into my awareness. I realized that my ambitions were getting the better of me, then remembered that the Tao handles everything without doing. I had no need to control the outcome of my teaching efforts. So, what about you? Is there something that is throwing you off balance right now? Do you feel like things were okay last week or even yesterday, but Today, maybe you're not feeling as content and tranquil as you'd like. If so, I'd invite you to stop for a moment when it's safe and convenient and come into awareness of yourself, your surroundings. Come into the awareness of your thoughts and feelings. Come into the awareness of your innate connection with your inner self and with the Tao. Then, ask the Tao, please show me what is causing me to feel this way. And then, knowing that the request is granted as soon as you think or say it, appreciate and thank the Tao for providing. Now, if you can do that, the hard part is over. Go about your day and allow little things around you to come into your awareness and see where they point. Remember that the thing that is causing you to be off-center is usually something that is the closest to you, which is why it's difficult to see. It can be relationships that you think are in a good status. 
It can be silent ambitions that only you know about. If you're open and patient, you will become aware of it. And once you do, set aside some time to sit with the realization. Sometimes I'd like to sit with a blank piece of paper. I write the cause down right in the middle, then exploring why. Why am I feeling this way? Why is this important to me to feel this way? How do I think this thing, if I get it, is going to give me emotional security, financial security, prestige, or intimacy? When I've answered these questions thoroughly, I find that I've got a bead on that little gremlin. And so the next thing to do is to take responsibility for him. I ask myself, what am I doing to feed this ambition? How am I running counter to the principles of the Tao? How am I inserting my selfishness into the situation? What am I doing or not doing to cut off my trust in the Tao to provide? I know that I have searched and explored enough when I have written everything I can think of and a feeling of stillness comes over me. Sometimes I have a thought and the thought just kind of flashes in my mind and that thought is rest. It's then that I realize that I've identified and taken a step toward abandoning or losing a selfish desire. Now, <laughs> if you think this is a lot of work just to feel better, I will agree with you 1,000 times over. <laughs> yes, this is work. It seems that losing is harder than gaining. So let me caveat my agreement. It's a lot of work at first. It is uncomfortable. It takes time. It takes looking at some things that may feel embarrassing. But I find that the more I do it, the easier it gets. And the easier it gets, that's that much sooner that I can get back to a feeling of contentment. So, thank you for listening. And I wish you the joy and contentment that this process has brought me. So let's go ahead and wrap it up today. To summarize my experience in applying the principle of gaining by losing, I can do three things. Number one, I can appreciate. Two, I can allow. And three, I can abandon. close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 48 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by John C.H. Wu. Learning consists in daily accumulating. The practice of Tao consists of daily diminishing. Keep on diminishing and diminishing until you reach the state of non-action. Do nothing and find that nothing is left undone. To win the world, the sage must renounce all. If one still has private ends to serve, one will never be able to win the world. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. 
This podcast is for the Dow Curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.